Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. A podcast about events, travel, and the people who love both. Find more episodes at vacationraces.com. Welcome back to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. Here we are, 2022, ready to kick off the season with the Saguaro Half Marathon. Lyle Anderson, race director in the house. Lyle, I need to start out with a story. Are you ready? I, I'm, I've been waiting. Okay. You got to fill me in now. So I was at an event a couple of weeks ago here in St. George. You and I live in yep. Southern Utah. Yep. I know which event you're talking about. I was at a local event and a lady came up to me after I had been talking a little bit. And she's like, do you? And I was like, vacation races? Because that's generally the look that I get. And she's like, well, the podcast. I was listening to a podcast with you and Lyle. And I was like, yes. She's like, my whole trip south. I was listening to these podcasts and you guys were talking about bears and about Sasquatch and you went off. And she's like, it was hilarious. You guys should have your own podcast. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. And I thought you would enjoy that because we were so entertaining (laughs) that she's like, I I loved it. I didn't want to stop listening. So, well, I've got plenty more we can tap (laughs) into anytime. That's what I told her. So here we are. We're back to make you laugh and maybe give you some information about the Saguaro Half Marathon. Hopefully, (laughs) If if we get to it, (laughs) if we get to it, we'll talk about (laughs) Saguaro Half Marathon. No, we should. I'm actually excited to go back to Tucson this year. Last year was our inaugural year down there in Tucson at the Saguaro Half. And it was a little weird with COVID. Yeah. We had to go through a lot of extra precautions. Yeah. But it still was a great event. It really like, was. But yeah, I, I'm also really excited to be able to kind of have a somewhat normal event this yeah. year without having to split it up into two days and like really yeah. make it make really it, weird, it was but. really spread out. We could only start 50 people at a time, but yeah. we made it work. I think that yeah. was the the hallmark of vacation races in 2021 yeah. is they made it work. And 2020, we made it work and we had these events and they were successful. But this year we're going to be back. COVID restrictions lifted in that area? Somewhat. I mean, we're still, you know, Pima County is still, you know, a little guarded, I guess, you know, as far as like social distancing and things like that go. So we still want to try and like observe, you know, safety precautions as best as as possible, you know, wear masks when, when possible and and keep your distance from others and stuff. But it is an outdoor event and there's not any really restrictions in place. So. Great. So we don't have, you're not going to see the, the staggered start like we had last year. Correct. We're going to be back to a normal start. Another change that you've made is a course direction change. Correct. Yeah. Tell me about that and why you changed the direction. So last year, we the, the direction we ran the course, it put everybody on the single track trail within like the first mile. Right. Which um, kind of, congested the trail yeah. quite a bit. So now um so now we're going to be running the course in reverse which doesn't put us on single track until about mile 6 and 6.7 I think okay. is where it's Okay. So at. some time to spread out. So so it'll give us some time with even with our our normal wave starts and then six and a half miles to spread everybody out it should uh alleviate some of that congestion on the trails which uh which is going to make it a lot better I think for yeah. everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, and then hopefully everybody will enjoy the trail sections instead of feeling like they're stepping over each other's toes. And yeah. Stuff, so. Yeah. Give a little space on that. Can I tell another story yeah. about Soro? Yeah. So last year, my husband and I, he does the sound and we were down there. We went for a little run because I wanted to see the single track and Soro National Park. So bizarre to me. I mean, we live in the desert. Right. But you go down to Saguaro and you're in this entirely different ecosystem, desert ecosystem than I've ever seen before. Yeah. It's really quite spectacular. And you can't really explain it until you get down there and you're like, wow. I mean, you've got these saguaro cactuses that are just, some of them, 20, 30 feet tall. I mean, it's just incredible. And everything is prickly there. Everything yeah, is everything. prickly there. Yeah. Really prickly. And we come from the desert. Everything's prickly. And we were on the single track and trying to find kind of a way around. We got off the trail a little bit. And I'm like, oh, we'll just go up and over here. It'll be fine. And we're walking along. And I look down and I realized that one of those jumping choya had gotten stuck to my shoe <laughs> and was now embedded in my calf. I do remember this story. And initially my thought was, is this poisonous? It is not. I Googled it. Probably, probably felt like it was. Though. I was pretty sure it was. I was going into some sort of anaphylaxis because this thing is in my leg. 
But the jumping choy is not poisonous. And people around there, they just, they run with combs. Like people who do desert running down there or they hunt or something down there, they have combs or things that they bring with them because these choya just get into things and just pop them right out. I was freaking out. Did, but and you didn't have a comb on you, did you? I did not have a comb. I had nothing. We got to the point where I'm like, Adam, I'll just keep going. It'll be fine. He's like, you can't do it with that thing in your leg. I mean, it was big and it didn't hurt necessarily, but like I kept hitting it on the other leg and it's very pokey. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. They're, they're just really uncomfortable uh, to have embedded Did in it your jump leg. at you? Did it jump out at you? It was my own fault. Because <laughs> when we say... Hey, you're going to be on the single tracks trail. Stay on the trail. Had I stayed on the trail, things right. would have been fine. And and just to give it a little context, so the next day at the expo and the next two days for the race, guess what Colleen talked about the entire time? The jumping choya. <laughs> I talked about the jumping choya, and guess what? We had no, we heard a lot about. We the had no choya. incidents of people with jumping That's choya. True. That's true. So, That's true. It was a good thing. I warned them. So Colleen took one for the team. I took one for the team. My captain. If you want Thank to see you, the Colleen. picture, this can be our Easter egg. Oh yeah. If you want to see ah. the picture at the expo, come and see me, and I'll show you the picture Just of the jumping the choya. Yeah, I saw the I saw I saw the picture, and I saw the legs. So I saw yeah, I saw it was all like the evidence two months before it was completely oh, yeah. healed. Oh, it, yeah. Those things are buggers. Well, and there was another guy. So <clears throat> while we're speaking of this, there was another guy that. Pulled up his car right next to one of those. Oh. And, you know, he wasn't paying attention. No. He opened his door and got out. Did he's, the exact same thing. He's probably not from there and didn't he think was about wearing, it. He was wearing flip-flops, though. Oh. And he got out oh. and his his leg was just covered in them. So, yeah, you definitely want to be, like Colleen said, everything is prickly, specifically in this desert. But so, like, stay on the trail. I mean, yeah. that really, that is, we were off the trail. Yeah. I was trying to get from one trail to another, bushwhacking our way through. We never should have done that. But even around the perimeter of the parking lot. Oh, just yeah. Just be they're, aware. They're, they're everywhere. We'll point them out to you. Don't be afraid of them. <laughs> they're not, but they're not, yeah. They're, they're, they're not going to jump out at you like Colleen was no. saying. But, but do you want to see the funniest Google image ever is do jumping choya and bike rider. <laughs> There's one with this guy who like took a tumble into one from his bike oh. covered head to toe. Oh, and man. I was like, oh, dude, that's going to be a long afternoon Ugh. for you pulling those out. Anyway, that's my jumping choya song. I, Sorry. Could, I could tell like 20 stories about that, but for the sake of time, we, we won't. We won't tell any more jumping choya. Come see us at the expo and we can tell you yeah. all the and I'll show you my stories picture. you want to hear. That's our Easter egg. Sometimes we drop a little Easter egg in just to see how many people actually listen. Yeah. For over 40 years, Nathan has provided best-in-class running essentials designed to help runners enhance and improve their performance mile after mile and year after year. From our hydration vests and handhelds to our safety gear and apparel, Nathan products deliver on what matters most to you. Intuitive design, comfort, quality, and smart storage. Check us out at NathanSports.com or follow at NathanSportsInc on Instagram. All right, we better talk about this half marathon. The race. Let's talk about the schedule that we have. So Friday, okay. Race Expo, where we're not going to step into Jumping Choya. How's that going to go? Last year, we did a drive through expo. What are we expecting in 2022? With We're expecting a races? normal expo. Normal expo. So Walk up. Be, yep. It's okay. going to be. So, so the expo this year is going to be in the parking lot where we staged where we uh, staged all the waves last year. So Great. The, the upper parking lot. Okay. So we're, we're, our location, if you weren't with us last year, is Old Town. Old, Old Tucson. Old Tucson. Old yeah. Town Tucson. Old Tucson is yeah. the name to get over there off of Gates Pass Road. That's where you're going to come for the expo. Friday, what time are we going to open the Off expo? Off of South Kinney, actually. South Kinney, okay. Yeah. Uh, expo starts at 11 a.m. Okay. And it's going to go till till 6. Uh, the expo will, but we'll we'll continue to leave the bib pickup up until 7 okay. p.m. Okay. So we want you to get there. Is there any bib pickup in the morning? Yeah, or? We'll, have, yeah we'll have bib pickup in the morning okay. starting at uh, 4.30. So if you're unable to, if your flight gets in after, you know, after seven o'clock, you know, or, or even too late for you to be able to make it over there, uh, whatever the case may be, um, we'll have bib pickup available on race morning, starting at four 30 up until the start of the race. And so, Oh, one thing we should talk about is because this race is a little earlier than it was last year, yeah. uh, the clocks are not going to be changed like they were. So right. Arizona does not do daylight savings time. So Utah and Arizona are on 
the same clock right, right now, now they are right and they right will they be are. for this yeah. event so yeah. mountain time yeah. is the time zone that you're going to be in when you come in there so just kind of keep that in mind arizona is that outlier where they don't yeah. they do. don't they don't observe it i wish we didn't in utah i know but... i wish we didn't either anybody who lives in the desert southwest wishes yeah. that we didn't but yeah. just so you know when you go to arizona there you will be on mountain time for this event, it's it again different from last year because last year we were a little bit later after the clocks had changed. So that's right. just one change. All right, so we are at Old Tucson, which is such a cool place. Tell me about Old Tucson. Like, it really how did is. you find this place? Well, to be honest, I was just looking for somewhere that I could park all the cars. So you're so. looking for a large <laughs> parking lot, is what like, you were looking for. It's usually like you know when you go, you I mean you're scouting out a course. There's a couple things that we want to that you know that we want to look for first of all. And, one is like we want a beautiful course. That's kind of one thing that we that we really, you know, pride ourselves on is a is a nice scenic course. But secondly, it's like, okay, what's iconic about this course? You know, like we want to see saguaro cacti because like it's a saguaro half marathon. Right. So like if you don't see any, then it's kind of like a big letdown. And then, you know, but I, I would say even more important than all those things is like where am I going to park everybody? Yeah, we do have you to. Know? How many people do we have coming? What are, what are our numbers looking uh, like? Right now, we're we're just under a couple thousand okay. that we have registered for this event. So, so yeah, we got a lot of cars to park. So yeah, we got a lot of cars to park, and so yeah, there's not there's not you know when you're when you're close to a national park, you know there's there's always satellite parking lot locations where you could park everybody and shuttle them in. I prefer to always avoid that anytime I can. So um, so you know. You get looking around and stuff, and Old Tucson just jumped out at us. And Old Tucson used to be a a, a film studio. Oh, cool! They did they did um, uh, Three Amigos was filmed there. Parts of the movie Tucson were filmed there. Not Tucson, uh, uh, Tombstone. Tombstone. Sorry, Tombstone. Yep. Um, and then uh, I think several westerns. Like yeah, it's 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 because it's, it's a western movie set. It's, it's a western movie set, and uh, and so I mean, ideally, like we wanted to. F- to finish running down like the main street of old Tucson, which is like the main street in a lot of these Western movies. Um, but right now that's a, that's a whole other story that I probably don't really care to get into right now, but, uh, we'll be finishing in the parking lot this year, but going forward, going forward, um, that's, that's our goal is to be able to finish in there, but there's, there's some contract issues with, uh, with the property and the county the property that, owners that we've got to, like we've got to yeah. you know, work through and stuff. And so, uh, eventually, uh, so keep coming back. Yeah. yeah it's old, just going to get old better. Tucson, old Tucson is kind of like in an amusement park of sorts. Yeah, so like people, right. so they don't the, use it anymore. For yeah, movies. It, that's the problem. So like the county owns it and they've rented it to, uh, you know, concessionaires that have come and used it as like an amusement park. And, and with COVID and things kind of being shut right. down, you know, nobody could afford to run it and not have people come and visit right, it. And right. So it's, it's, it's kind of been in limbo. It's for been the past in limbo a couple so, of years uh, until somebody comes and takes over the lease of the property. That part of it is not is not yeah. available. So there, you guys just heard the whole story. There you go. There's the whole story. So when you see it, you'll know why. <laughs> yeah. But you'll be able to see they've got a big water tower that you yeah, can see. It's I, really cool. It really is a cool thing. Someday and, we'll finish on Main Street. But I do love this course because if you if you've never been to Saguaro National Park, it has two different spots there's an east right. and a west with saguaro and they're very different they're very far apart from each other they're yeah. about 30 minutes apart one's on one side of tucson the other's on the other side right. of tucson and i love the section that we're at we're just right outside of the national park and it's beautiful i right. mean it's got these rolling hills there's saguaro cactus everywhere don't worry you will see a saguaro cactus oh, yeah. like Many yeah. of them. Whether you want to see it or not, you'll yes. see them. You will see them. They're all over the place. So the location really couldn't be better off of that Gates Pass Road, which is kind of the main mountain road that comes up and over. Beautiful. The yeah. overlooks it's a cool, up there. It's a cool little scenic drive. So yeah, yeah, like Colleen was saying, when you when you come in to uh when you come in to for the expo, I, I probably would avoid Gates Pass on race day, but sure. like when you come in for the expo, you know, go up over Gates Pass Road. Yeah. It's a kind of a fun little little scenic scenic drive that that gets you there and uh and it's and it's pretty cool yeah it is going to be great so we've got the expo friday 11 to 6 it will be open for bid pickup until 7 and then that brings us to race day morning so saturday morning kind of lay out how things are going to work so parking lot will open at 4 a.m um so like i was saying earlier those of you that participated in the race last year the parking lot is going to be in the same location um the only 
difference this year is we'll have use of the main parking lot as well. Right. So we'll yeah. have we'll have uh, even more parking space this year than we had last year. Um, so parking lot's going to open at 4 a.m. Uh, pay attention to your uh, wave assignment uh, in the race guide. We'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, kind of pay attention to that because that'll kind of to help ease the burden of everybody trying to show up all at one time to park. It kind of it kind of gives you a designated time that you should show up and, and plan to park. Nice, nice. Um, and then the bib pickup, like I was saying earlier, is going to start at four thirty, and then runners are going to line up for the start of the race at six forty five. We'll have our national anthem at six fifty five, and then the race starts at seven a.m. Okay. And it's going to be it's going to be uh, you know a wave start, so it's not going to be super staggered like we did last year, but right. it will be staggered in the sense that like you know, blue wave will start first. Anybody who's going for overall. So I guess that's a good time to like talk about. Yeah. So the way, I mean, we do have the waves that we're going to bring them down. Our first wave is always our blue wave. And if you're running for overall awards in your age, not in your age group, I'm sorry, overall awards in the open or the master's category, you need to be in that blue wave. Yeah. Because being competitive. Because those, those results are based off of gun time. Right. Everything else is based off of chip time. So that's the only, that's the only category that is going to be based off of gun time. So because of that, you're going to want to make sure yeah. you're right up there toeing the line. So if you're competing for those overall awards, be <clears throat> there, be make, make sure you're in the blue wave no matter what. Right. And everybody else, it doesn't matter. Your bib has that electronic chip on it. Yep. When you start the race, your time starts and that's how we do age group awards. Right. Right. So just doesn't matter. It's yeah, really so easy. You're, yeah. You're you, no reason to panic that you're, that the race has started, but you haven't, been able to run because you're stuck in this long line yeah, of people. Yeah, no big deal. Your time isn't going to start until you cross that starting mat. So the parking lot's going to open at 4, four o'clock? 4 a.m., right? yeah. Okay, so 4 a.m., and everybody just parks, and then you have your wave assignment. Based on the wave assignment will be when you start. So you may not start right at 7 o'clock. Right, and you could, and, and because we'll all be parked there, you could even just stay in your car mm-hmm. to stay warm until, yep. you know, closer to the start of the race. So there's no reason to get out and just yeah. be standing there. You right. Know? Cause we're going to be standing there. We'll kind of cue everybody up according to their waves. We're going to walk everybody down to the start line yep. and then we're going to go from there. So should right. be pretty simple. What I do love about this course is it is a loop course. You park, right. you start and finish in the same place. If you've got your warm clothes on, you can just leave them in your car. I mean, it really is yeah. a nice setup logistically. Yeah. Kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier about like when I'm looking for courses, like my preference is to find a course that I don't need shuttles. Yeah. Loop anytime, anytime I can avoid shuttles, man. Uh, and I feel like all better. the runners feel that way too. Right, you know, right. I mean, we we'll take the shuttles, so. you know, for Yosemite to get these good views and a good downhill course. Right. We understand that we have to like deal with some shuttles sometimes, but logistically loop courses. Sometimes, sometimes it just, pays. Oh, they're just the best. Like Yellowstone is another loop co- yep, course. Yep, so yep. if you want another great loop course, so we got a couple of them for you. Yep. Okay. So we know how the waves are going to start and we're going to have our pace team. That's going to be there helping us yep. line everybody up. So we've got beast pacing. Who's going to be on with us. You'll see their little sticks. They have projected finish times that that pacer will run at that projected finish time. Right. And you can stay with them. They'll help us kind of group everybody together. It's, it's really pretty slick. Yeah. And those of you that have never ran with a pacer before if you're if you really have a goal time that you're shooting for running with the pacer is a great way to try and kind of help you yeah keep keep you accountable to like what your pace needs to be because i know for myself personally when i've ran several races and i'll I'll have a pace in my mind that i want to keep and generally i can't keep that pace because it's not realistic right and so you know running with the pacers are really good because they they break it down and, and they're all course specific pace times right. too. So that's it's, what's so it's, great. So sometimes they'll want to run a little bit faster and sometimes they'll want to hold you back a little bit, but ultimately they want to get you in at what, whatever time you want to finish. And so if you've never ran with one before, I would, I would strongly recommend like picking a, a pacer, you know, like Colleen said, they all have sticks that mm-hmm. have their estimated finish time that they'll be running with. Just pick one and try and stick with them the whole time. A lot of times they'll talk and kind of coach you through yeah, it too yeah. as they're going, which is actually really nice to kind of take your mind off of what you're doing. Yeah, they and get just a little group them. with yeah. them, and it's nice. Everybody just running listen, the same Listen pace. to the advice that they're giving you, and and they'll tell stories, like whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it's engaging, so it's it's great. Yeah, it really is, and uh, Beast Pacing always doing such a great job for us. Yeah, they so really do. We really appreciate them being there with us, so... 
All right. So we've started the race. Let's kind of break down this course a little bit, Lyle, and talk through some of the specifics. Of course, if you are new to vacation races, you've never run with us before. There's a few things that are very typical that happen at every single race. We've done another podcast. It's like a welcome and introductory podcast. So I suggest that if you've never run with vacation races, just scoot back and look for that in our podcast list and our episodes and find that welcome and intro podcast because that's going to help kind of walk you through some of the specific things that we do at every single course for vacation races. But we're going to talk specifically about Swaro and what we have there. Six aid stations going to be on the right. course. Yep. Um, Temperature-wise, pretty mild race. Yeah, I'd say uh, starting out in the morning should be in the mid-40s, probably. Maybe, yeah. It could even be a little warmer could than that. Could be even a little warmer than it that. Depends. So it just depends. Yeah. Um, kind of pay attention. Like, we'll be sending out emails with updates and stuff. And so usually the last one we send out the week of the race is our weather one. So you can kind of keep track of what what to expect on on race day as far as what the weather is going to Well, I think but. you and I, you know, we live in the desert similar to Tucson. And I think what you learn in the desert is the morning can be cold. Right. Right at sunrise, that's the coldest part of the day in the desert. Especially if there's no cloud covering. Right. So cloud, no cloud clouds are like blankets in the mm-hmm. desert. Yeah. And if it's clear, it's going to be really cool right at that start when the sun comes up. But then it warms up. Pretty quickly. Pretty fast, yeah. Especially if the sun is shining and it's 45 to 50 degrees in the desert, you're in a tank and shorts. Right. I mean, it right. is quite pleasant to be out there. So maybe keep that in mind. And so to that point, um, we will have clothing drop available. Oh, um, so at the starting On line. On the we'll, course. Yeah. At the starting line, we'll have gear check. So you can you can leave any items there that you don't want to run with. Um, if you choose to wear them up to the starting line, you can discard those right before you start the race. Uh, gear check but if you decide it's still a little too chilly and you're not ready to shed those layers starting a long sleeve or something yeah you can you can run with those with you know that jacket or that long sleeve and then at the first aid station um then there will be a a place for you to discard um any of that stuff and that's going to be at mile two so the first aid station is going to be at mile two this year so Perfect. Uh, but but only at that aid station. And it's so. just a loose clothing drop. You don't right. need a bag. You don't need anything. Right. We, we don't do anything but take it back to the finish. <clears throat> we sort it out. A lot of times our volunteers are great. They sort it based on color mm-hmm. and you can just go and find your item right. that you left. So super easy to use. But yeah, it, it's at the aid station itself, not at the mile marker. Very so, good point. So when you get to the aid station, there will be a bin or a truck or something that you can that you can throw those loose clothing items in and like Colleen said, we'll bring it back to the finish line for you. Yeah. And just first aid station. If you drop it at the first, if you drop it at a mile flag, it's not going to get back to the finish line. We can, we try, but we consider it trash outside of that first aid station. So at your aid stations, you're going to have water. You're going to have gnarly hydrate for an electrolyte drink. You're going to have honey stinger gels. You're going to have everything that you need. Volunteers will be there to help you out. People are getting a little reusable cup this year. Right. So tell me about that. It's a little bit different. If you've run with us before, you've had the hydro pouch. Mm -hmm. We have kind of a new design this year. Yeah. So it's, it's actually, um, it's made by hydro pack, but, uh, but it's part of our sponsorship with Nathan hydration. Um, we're going to be using their reusable cups Great. and, uh, and they're nice. The thing that's nice about the difference, I guess, between the old hydro pouch and these cups that we're using this year is the, the hydro pouch had like a little plastic clip and you could kind of clip right. it on your belt. Yep. And for those of you that struggled to keep them on your belt, mm-hmm. they which wanted many to people fall did. off, which many people did. Um, this doesn't have a clip. So this is just something you can actually just wad it up and throw it in your pocket. Yeah. And then when you take it out, it just, it just. They're it, honestly light as a feather. They I mean, are. They I, are. I, when I, I'm not being facetious when I'm saying right. that, I mean, they, they almost feel like nothing. Right. They're so light. And when you, and when you take it out, like even if you crumple it up and throw it in your pocket, when you take it out, it just assumes, assumes the same shape. So you can, you can, you know, use it. Wad it back up, put it in your pocket, yeah. you know, or, or however you. You can even to, hold it in to, your hand; you wouldn't you even can, know yeah. it was there. But, so, but they're they're great. Um, it's a great way for us to kind of reduce our 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 footprint, you know, and and to be, um, you know, in our attempts to be a coupless race and yeah. stuff. Uh, we've been doing this since the beginning, and it's great. The nice thing about these cups is, I feel like these cups are a little bit more practical in the sense that, like, you'll probably find more uses for yeah. these cups. Outside of the race. I always keep a couple right. of them with Same. me. I, I stick them in my pack because they don't weigh anything. Right. And so to have them, that I use them all the time at different aid stations for, right. you know, 
if you don't, you've got water bottles with you, but you want some electrolyte drink and right. you can just use that cup. Right. So it's, re- it's really great for that. So watch for those new cups this year. Um, again, those Nathan collapsible and, and, cups. And reuse them too. Like that's the, yeah. that's the biggest thing. The whole point of it is to, is to try and reduce, reuse and recycle. And, recycle. Yeah. and so like if, if, you know, you get a cup and you go to the next race and you bring your cup, it's one less cup that we're having to give yep. to somebody else. And so it's, it's, it's you doing your part to, to reduce, you know, and reuse. And so, yeah. um, I love that. It's, it's awesome. It's good stuff. So our aid station is going to be pretty straightforward. How often are these aid stations going to come? You said the first one's about mile two. Yeah. They're, they're going to be roughly around every two miles. So okay. we'll have them, we'll have, the, you know, the first one will be at mile two. Uh, the second one's going to be, uh, mile four, and then we'll have one at, um, I want to say it's a six, six points. Seven. It's just right before you get on the single track trail. So okay, be a little bit more than two miles between those two, but but that'll be uh, right there before you get on the single track trail, and then and then we'll have another one that's going to be about mile nine and a half, and then right as you cross Gates Pass Road at ten and a half, we'll have one, and then right about twelve. Okay, so, so plenty of opportunities out right. there for aid, uh, more, more than you need. I mean, everybody needs right. a drink and things like that. You're welcome. If you have a hydration pack that you want to bring that you like to use, you're welcome to use that. I mean, yeah. whatever you use, there's just no cups at the aid station. So Correct. just yeah. know so, that so you be don't aware, have any. Be aware of that and, and make sure that, uh, that you come prepared. I've had people come to the races and they'll get to the aid station and be like, where's the cups? Yeah. And then they just start scooping water with their hands. Yeah. Nobody likes that. They didn't, uh, they didn't listen to the podcast or read the I race I know. Guide, Come so. on. Why wouldn't they? I mean. Or listen to Colleen all day at the expo. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat myself over and over again. This is a cup-free race. Oh. Nerding out on data, perfecting the optimal training and nutrition plan, aiming for progression in PRs. Sound like you? Well, Gnarly Nutrition can relate. Featuring a full line of honest sports nutrition products, Gnarly provides the best nutrition possible for all types of mountain athletes. Because they offer great tasting and reputable products, Vacation Races trust Gnarly to be the on-course hydration sponsor. With the low-calorie, high-electrolyte Gnarly Hydrate for shorter races and the calorie, electrolyte, and amino acid-filled Gnarly Fuel 2.0 for longer races. Gnarly is here, taking the bonking out of your big day. Use code vacation 15 during checkout at gonarly.com for 15% off. The cup free racing is all part of our initiative at vacation races to, like you said, reduce, reuse and recycle. I mean, we have an entire team dedicated to making sure the garbage is separated out. So we're separating out compostable organic items that can be, you know, composted up. We've got recyclable items. We have trash and we try to make as little trash as possible by doing these other things. So you guys help us out. You're going to see those different trash cans that will indicate what should be thrown in them at all the aid stations, at the expo, at the finish line. So just use it and help us out. It it really does make a big difference. So, And then one thing about the aid stations. So all the aid stations will have water, and gnarly hydrate, yeah. which is our electrolyte drink, and honey stinger gels, and then at mile uh, six six point seven, so right before right you get you, on the trail, so right when you get on okay. the trail, we'll have cut up oranges and bananas at that one. Great, and then also at uh, mile ten and a half, so right as you cross the Gates, Gates Pass, Pass Road, okay. uh, we'll have oranges and bananas there as well. So. Perfect. So get tons of support out there for you. Just traditional vacation races support that that everybody loves. You know, I was just looking at the demographics fast on this 48 States we have already. I mean, there's people from all over the country coming. Yeah. You know, what's crazy to me is like, I look at this every race that we do. I always look at this demographic because it's, it's kind of fascinating to me to see where all are coming from. But like the States that aren't coming in this one are right. not the usual States. They're that not. We don't have. We've it's, got what Vermont and Maine. It's uh no, it's New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire, New Hampshire and Maine. Yeah, which that is, is weird. Which is yeah, which usually is, we which get is some weird. East Coast people. Yeah, that's yeah, usually it's usually Delaware. It's Delaware, Rhode Island. Rhode right. Island's always tough. But right. I mean, there's not many people there. No, no. And every once in a while, we always have Alaska people. I'm always right. impressed by the Alaska people, the yeah. Hawaii people who show up. But yeah, they got the longest way to travel. Too. They do, and they're all <laughs> they're always there. And Texas always holding their own. Florida oh, yeah. always holding their oh, yeah. own. But what I'm surprised at when I look at these demographics, only 14 percent of people's half. First half marathon. Right. There's a lot of veterans at yeah. this. Yeah. And so if you're a first timer, you're in such good company. It it always fascinates me because like when I 
when I order all the bibs. Mm -hmm. It's like I put those badges on everybody's bib. Because you get a badge that says it's your first half yep, marathon. Yep. You've served in the military, or things first, like that. Yeah, or first time running or whatever. First visit to the national and, park. Uh, and so like, uh, so like when I go through that and I'm going through my Excel spreadsheet, like putting all of those badges on there, like I'm always amazed that like, I just keep going, just keep going every time. Yeah. It's like, so it's awesome. It is. Awesome. We love that you guys are coming to run with us and we're glad that you guys are getting into your running careers with yeah, us. And, I know uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. it is so fun. So it it is going to be, it's going to be a great, great demographic there. So you're, if you're coming alone, you're going to have tons of friends once you leave. And, you know, a little plug for the Vacation Races and Friends Facebook page as well. Yeah. There's a little Facebook page that if you haven't joined that group, make sure you do. Because yeah. if you have questions about travel or anything to do with any of the races, if you want suggestions on races, we have an active community yeah, on social and media. And it's really good because they they do a wonderful job of answering your questions like yeah it's runners sure. helping other runners yep. so it really is uh, so i mean awesome. you can always reach out to lyle you can always right. reach out read out reach out to info at vacationraces.com but this is also a great resource right. where you can chat with other runners and they can give you their experiences and you know the kind of the boots on the ground experiences at all of these our mail let's see our course record in 2021 124 on this so it's a little slower course we got some hills yeah there's some there's some hills and then and then yeah and then the single track the is, trail is a little slower it's, it's technical in some spots not super technical yeah. but but it's got some rocks and stuff that you got to navigate and you just got to be aware of so yeah and let's talk and, about that and, single and, track and the pokey stuff and the pokey stuff yeah, let's talk about the single track, though, because yeah. on this single track, there isn't a lot of places to pass. No. And, and this is why we've reversed the course this right. year. So this is going to help with that because passing can be difficult because there's mm -hmm. jumping choya everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't want to step and off if, this And trail. if it's not jumping choya, it's saguaro. Yeah, it's, it's something it's else prickly. prickly pear. It's, yes. You know. It's, it is actually ocotillo. There, yeah. It's amazing yeah. how many I was going to say, I was, I was having a brain fog there, but like, yeah, there's... Everything is poking. There, so. there really is. But it's beautiful. It's also very, very beautiful. So when you're on the single track, it's going to be marked on the single track with pink ribbons. Mm -hmm. So we'll have our Vacation Races blue and white flags out. You're going to see right. those everywhere, but you're also going to see these pink ribbons. Right. So the team will have those, and it'll be very well marked. People always are like, I'm going to get lost on the single track. You're going to be fine. You know, another thing that I'm looking at here that is pretty, pretty fascinating is our age divisions oh yeah so our largest age division is our female 30 to 34 with 183 wow which wow. that same age bracket is our largest for men but it's 100 less <laughs> I, isn't <laughs> we have, it fascinating we have 80 men in that age bracket and 183 women 183 so. women and i mean the women are, are <clears throat> strong at this race if you look at it they really are um showing up for oh, this yeah. race oh, and yeah. half marathons traditionally speaking are pretty dominant on the on the female side of right. things um yeah, it just it's, happens it's really funny because like we host a series you know of, of ultra races yeah. as well and uh and it's interesting to look at that demographic change the longer the distance gets right the the more it skews towards men right so, so ladies start showing up for the longer <laughs> runs too because what i find fascinating now we're really getting off topic but right. the time differences between men's finish times and women's finish times actually get closer and closer the longer the race is interesting and so we find in ultra in the ultra world for a female to win or place very, very high in the ultra world is not uncommon yeah. because women, the longer the distance, the better they do in comparison when you're going gender for gender. Right. And so that's a fascinating thing as well. So ladies, you're really good at endurance <laughs> stuff. It's because we have those babies and stuff. So yes, it's very fascinating to look at that. So yeah, ladies are showing up. This is going to be some serious girl power. Men, you've got plenty of you there. Funny, but, but yeah, I mean, you look at you look at all those age divisions there, all the way from twenty, all the way up to sixty, basically, and they're just women loaded. Are, women are just loaded. They, and and let's talk about the other side. You know, we've got some under 11s We've got three yeah. registered so far that are under yeah. eleven. We've seen a lot of kids. I mean, I'm just going to call them kids at this point who've come and run with their parents, and right. their parents have come and done a couple of events, and now they're bringing kids with them, and that's always really fun too. So to yeah. see the kids out there. So yeah, we've got 
three of them that are under 11. And then we have four people over the age of 75. So awesome. So awesome. Last year at this event, one of my favorite moments in 2021, it stands out as one of my very, very favorite, favorite moments is this, it was towards the end of one of the days at Saguaro and this little couple comes up the finish line towards me. They're kind of lean towards each other. Oh, I remember that. He's 78. She's 79. It was their first half marathon. <laughs> they were there with their daughter. And so awesome. it was incredible. I wish I remembered their name because yeah. shout out to them. Right. It did go down as one of my favorite moments from 2021. To see them at, you know, almost 80 years old doing something new. Right. And you know, this is, this has a single track trail. This is, has some hills on it. And this is not like a flat half marathon that they chose to do. Right. And they went out, they finished and they did great. Yeah. So yeah. no, I think everybody, everybody stopped what they were doing and cheered yeah. them on. It was, it was it, really, it, it was very cool. Pretty inspiring. And I think Len was there as well. Len's in mm -hmm. his eighties, he's 83, 82 or 83. Yeah, so and so, there, yeah. so if you're sitting there and you're 32 years old and you're like, I don't know if I can do it you can do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. It's it's going to be awesome. Okay. We've talked through the aid stations. We've talked through this course. Uh, what else do we need to hit on maybe in particular to this Saguaro course that people need to remember? Um, I don't know. We, we could talk about race joy. Oh, um, that's great. I forgot joy about app, race yeah. joy. Yeah. We've got race joy, a tracking app that we use. It is an app based thing. So if Lyle was running and I wanted to follow along Lyle's little journey, I would need to have the app on my phone. Lyle would also need to have the app on his phone. So if you're the participant, you need to have the race joy app. It's R A C E J O Y. You have that app on your phone. You start it when you start the race. That's the important part. If you don't start it, then you're spectators are like, what the heck? Yeah. Where did they go? I don't know. They didn't they, they never <laughs> ran. So you've got to make sure to have it. So spectator needs it. Participant needs it. And then what's cool about race joy is it's kind of like an audio tour guide of Saguaro national park, where we've uploaded some messaging that I've created for you all about Saguaro, about the things that you're seeing, about the area you're running in and about every mile, you'll get a little 32nd tidbit of fun facts in your ear and and sometimes kind of those fun. fun facts are are quite fascinating. We have we've had several people like message yeah. us after the event and be like, "Can you send me those those links because it was so fascinating. I would yeah. like to be able to remember Read them again. What, what those were." So. so we recommend you use it not just for tracking, but even if you just have an earbud in and you right. want to listen to it. It's funny Monica Skinner, she paces for beast pacing a lot of times and she was on I think it was Glacier last year and she was actually playing Race Joy out of her phone. So she didn't have headphones and it was just playing out of the so speaker. So everybody could hear it. So everybody could hear it. And she was like, Colleen, it was like you were all over the course. So <laughs> it was kind of funny. So you can play it in lots of different ways, but it is a really fun thing for you as a tour guide and also for your spectators. Speaking of spectators, how about them? Where can they go? Like, what's the deal with spectators? Well, I mean, the course is pretty much closed so yeah like, we, we like, don't encourage spectators no, on the don't, course don't, at all yeah i would not especially with the number of traffic control and the number of officers that we'll have there uh making sure that traffic flows smoothly and stuff right uh yeah i would not recommend trying to go spectate on course but you can spectate at the finish line uh and cheer your runner on as they as they finish so i would definitely recommend coming to the finish line and and they can and just park in the them. same place. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So when now there might be some congestion when we start the race as runners are kind of crossing on and they're on Kinney. And how's the traffic going to flow on the morning of the so race? So the southbound lane is, is the running lane. Is the running lane. That's okay. What we're going to be running in, so it's going to be closed. So only northbound traffic is going to be is going to be allowed through South Kinney up through North Kinney. So that means you cannot take Gates Pass. Yeah. If you come Gates Pass, you're not going to be able to get to to Old Tucson from Gates Pass. You're going to have to come up South Kinney to get to Old Tucson. Okay, so that's important so it's to It's going to be only one-way traffic allowed on okay. Kinney Road on race, race morning. Day. And so that's really important to know because there is another, there's an easy way around, but you just need to know before you yeah. try to get onto Gates yeah, Pass. Yeah, don't, don't try and come Gates Pass. Yeah, okay. Because Gates Pass is, is going to force you to go north which is going to take you the wrong direction from yep. Old Tucson. And you so don't want to go that you way. You want to come up yeah. from South Kinney. So, okay. So that is really helpful for spectators because spectators probably don't want to be there at 4 a.m. Right. They, right. they probably right. don't want to be really early. And, and so. they, may, they may only have one car, so they may want to go drop them off and then come back yeah. you know, a little bit later. Yes. Yeah, so and if that's the case, 
there's probably a good chance when you drop them off, you're going to have to exit going northbound, northbound and then come back. Make the full south. circle. Yeah, you're going to have to do a big loop and come back. Yeah. So, like, I get that, you, you know, especially if your runner's going to be yeah. taking extra time out there on course that maybe you don't want to just hang out there the whole time. Yeah, so, so it's good to know. So check with the, the race And you tag. can go, and you can, if you do, you can take a right on Gates Pass to get out of there. Right, uh, to leave, to you leave. can go yeah. out Gates Pass, but you can't come in that way, yeah. and you will be forced northbound. Right. So right. some things to keep in mind, and you will get a race guide. You're, it's going to be yep. emailed to you. We'll have some printed copies at the expo. Yep. And just look at a map of Tucson. I think that's helpful right. just to orient yourself and right. know where you're coming from. Right. And then also, uh, you know, we should probably talk about photography. We'll have photographers yeah. on course and at the finish line. And free uh, race photos. Free race free photos. Free race photos. By Lucid Images. And so. they're always so good. I love yeah. the Saguaro ones last year. We're I know. so good. It's 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 pretty. It's like Colleen was saying earlier, there's Saguaro everywhere. Yes. And yeah. we're, where the photographers are at, they really do a good job of making sure to catch the capture the essence of this course. Yeah, you, know, yeah. Which you, is you definitely are tomorrow, not going to so. be disappointed. So make sure you clean yourself up before you see that. We usually have a flag up for our photographers so you know where they're going to be at on course. And so photographers will be there. And then race merchandise. We'll have race merchandise available at the expo and also on race day. So. Oh, great. So if you didn't pick something <laughs> up at the expo. But can I just say, buy early just right. because... Things do run out. They do. Uh, it depends on how busy the expo is, but you could be out of a size by the next morning. And I morning. will tell you, our most popular item that we sell out of every race are the name shirts. So we oh, have, yes. we have these awesome name shirts. They've got the the shield for the Saguaro. So basically, it, it's the same image that your metal is, you know, yeah, designed after. Looks great. And uh, and then on the back, it has every participant's name. So those name shirts. They go fast. They do. And and so if you're thinking of getting one at the expo, but you're like, eh, I don't really want to carry it right now. I'll get it tomorrow after the race. There's a good chance, like Colleen said, that they, yeah. we may not have it in your size. So if if you're there, you see it, and you've got, grab you've it. got it in your size, yeah. grab it while you can. Sometimes sometimes if if we run out really fast, then we'll place another order and we'll we'll Make we'll sure that make you it, can make get it available that, right, online. online. Yeah. Uh, but that's not always the case. So, yeah. so I just wouldn't take any chances just if it's there and you yeah. see it grab it you know the other item that was really interesting that we had last year at joshua tree and there was a couple of other races we didn't have a, a huge quantity of them but they had taken the the race medals and they had cut off the ribbons oh, and yeah. they had made some little purses and bags and things out of them oh yeah they were so cool yeah we that's again that's another yes example of reducing reusing yes, and repurposing it. and stuff and like we've we've tried to do that it, it when we have done that it's it's very small numbers right and so a, if you see it and you want it because people yeah. will be like where did you get that and they'll be gone yeah so there's really, things that you they definitely really wanna. are cool like, like yes the the idea and it's just it's just the bag is made up of like ribbons several yeah. several race ribbons and it's it was awesome. cool because we had some at joshua tree and they were gone just in a hot minute we so. had uh, one time and this is getting off topic here but we had one we love time, to be off I topic know, one time uh we took a bunch of our gel wrappers oh yes i remember we actually this. took them down to copper canyon down in in mexico, mexico. and and had the taramara indians down yeah. there make belts out so of, cool. I remember Matt Gunn, our yeah. our friend Matt Gunn, who came up with a lot of these right. ultra courses. I remember him wearing one of those yeah. belts. Yeah. It was made because like the gel wrappers, they're they're hard to recycle. Yeah. So like that's one of those things that like we try to find things that we can do to repurpose some of these things that maybe aren't recyclable. And that mm -hmm. was one of the things that we did. It was very labor intensive and it, right. it took a lot, cause especially to get all the all the gel out of the wrappers right, and clean to try them to up. clean them up properly. Think of how sticky those yeah, things yeah, yeah. are. You get this sticky it belt. It was quite a process. Yeah, I think that we had to boil them like for oh, an extended period yeah. of time just to try and get all the gel out. But they were really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, there's some fun things. So race merchandise, back to that. It will be available on Friday at the Expo and on Saturday once you finish. And so we will have that. I want to give a shout out to some of our charity bib runners right, that we have. We've right. got three charity bib runners. And this is such an awesome program. Amy, who heads up our Wander Project, does such a good job with our charity bib entries. And we've got Janelle Oaks, Alana Gray, and Riley Scherer. So they are our charity bib. They raised at least $1,000 for 
the Wander Project, and they're going to be running as our charity bib runners for this race. So thanks to them for doing that. And we are doing a service project for for our our charity partner for this race oh, great. Uh, this Sunday after the race. So if you're interested in that, you can just email Amy. Yep. Amy at wanderproject.org. Yep. So yep. perfect. And she'll get you all the details on that. And you can help with our different partners because that's what Wander Project does is we raise these funds through our charity bib athletes and through different donations that our runners make. And then we take those funds and distribute it out to different projects and different organizations that can use it. Throughout yeah, so the they're, year. they're removing an invasive grass that, oh. that is there in the area. And I'm planning to help out with it as well. It must not Sunday, be prickly so. enough. <laughs> nope. It's not, it's not a prickly, it's not a prickly grass, but it, uh, but anyway, she, she said that she did, uh, some of that last year after the event and, uh, and, and anyways, this year she's got a lot of people that are wanting to help out again. And, and so cool. she's doing a little, and, and we always like to try and do some, you know, give back in some different ways and do some service projects and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's is, very cool. I think it was in Glacier. They were doing invasive species as well. They were pulling out some invasive species right, up there. So right. kind of fun. You really get to know what the flora and fauna are and mm-hmm. learn about that. I would bring gloves and a hair pick. Because you never know what you're going to get into. Hair picker or a, or a tight or, tooth comb. Or a comb or something. Because you never know when the jumping toy is going <laughs> to jump out on you. You know, we're going to share everything, lots of things with the event on social media. We know you are as well. And we'd like you to share with us. And so make sure to use our hashtags and make sure to tag us at Vacation Races. And you can use our hash, hashtag Saguaro Half. So good stuff so it's going to be great is there anything we're missing lyle anything else we want to get off topic on or anything like that i mean i can always get off topic oh we but, could go for days off but, topic uh, but i think uh, i think we've covered everything that uh that is pretty okay. essential to the race so uh really looking forward to this one this year and yeah looking forward so to seeing everybody and uh, really look forward to this race. I think it's going to be a really good one i know because last year it was great last year but 2021 early 2021 was weird. Right. And we're just grateful things are we're, we're, less weird. Yeah. Maybe. And I mean, it's still, it's still looming, but like, but, but at least better. we're, but at least we're, we're making, we're making, making steps in the right direction. So, oh, and before I let you go, we've got some big things going on in the vacation races world this year for 2022. Yeah. 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 Like, come on, spill, give some of these out to so us. So we've got a couple new races yeah. that, uh, that we've announced. Um, so Cedar breaks at night yeah, is going to be a pretty rad one that we're going to be doing in August this year. How's it's, registration going? Uh, like amazing. So like, you need yeah. to get signed up. Yeah, You need to get signed up. Cause that one, I, I was blown away how many people we had right. registered the first, I mean, first day was like 500 people. Wow. Okay. So day. it's going to sell out. Yeah, yeah probably. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to sell out. So if um, you want to get in on Cedar Breaks, it's during the Perced Meteor Shower. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's going to be so cool. So the, the coolest thing about it is it's going to be up in Bryan Head, Utah, which is down here in the southern part of Utah, but it's a ski resort. Yeah. And so we'll actually we'll actually have everybody get on the chairlift and take you up to Fun. the top of the mountain, which is where the start of the race will be. Nice. And uh, so you're gonna be you're gonna be up over ten thousand feet yeah. for for a lot of this. Brian Head Peak eleven three. Yeah. So it's it's a high it's a high elevation mm-hmm. event, but we picked it because of its notoriety for stargazing yeah. and stuff. And so like we want obviously if there's a meteor shower, we want to give you the best opportunity, opportunity to be able to see as much of it as possible. So yeah, and when you're up there at eleven thousand feet, the sky, it's like it's right there. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean the Milky Way just jumps out at you. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a cool experience. So, so we got Cedar Breaks. Cedar Breaks and then we're we're bringing Everglades back. Everglades is coming we're back in October. Bringing Everglades back October twenty second. I'm I'm actually really excited about this one. This is new course. This is a new course. Okay. But it uh, it borders the national park, so you're literally running right on the edge of the Everglades National Park, and we're starting. And we're on the Miami side of the, Everglades. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay. We're going to be actually just right out of Homestead there. Okay. Um, starting and finishing at the Schnebly Winery. Schnebly Winery. Yeah. Okay. And that sounds really swanky. It's it's actually really the coolest thing about this particular winery is. They make all their wine out of like tropical fruits, so it's not like oh, you're. It's not just a regular red or yeah, it's a not white. Like, it's, okay, you know, I don't think they make anything out we, of grapes. We it's shouldn't like, even be talking about winemaking because neither. Yeah, neither of us drink, <laughs> but like, but like, 
But, but th- listen to us. But really, it's a pretty cool idea. Like when I was there, he gave me the tour of his of his winery Very and cool. stuff, and he's got a big beer garden and like that. Honestly, this is probably one of the coolest nice. finish lines okay. that that I think we have. So I'm All really right. excited about it. Course is amazing. Great. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Okay, so. and that's not open for registration just not yet. Yeah, February fourth, it'll be opening up here pretty okay. soon. Okay, so, so what, as of when we're recording this, yeah. not open yet, but probably by the time we're down to Saguaro Half Marathon, it should yes, be for open. Sure, it will be so. open by then. Yep. Okay, great. So, two brand new vacation races events you can add to your little list, and if you ran the original Everglades, which there not too many people did. I mean, it was, there's a small amount of people that did. It was about a thousand people that we had registered. Small amount, but you got to come and run this new course now because that's totally different. It's in a totally different place. And yeah, it, it it runs, it runs. Oh my gosh. It's, it's going to be awesome. I, I really wish that I could convey through words, like how awesome this course is going to be, but yeah. No. And the one thing for Everglades, we were down there for a family vacation in Mm -hmm. August and we were on that homestead kind of side of things and down by that area. And there was a fruit stand that we came across down there called Robert is Here. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Okay, so. That's yeah, right next to the winery. Robert is Here. You have to go to this yeah, fruit stand. It's a really awesome fruit stand. We sat there. So the kid, they have shakes. They have, they have every- ice cream. Oh, they have like, everything. Yeah, yeah, they awesome. have a little petting zoo and everything. We saw some turtles. I didn't realize turtles. Whatever. Anyway, we learned lots of lessons at the petting zoo. And we got, they had this guacamole. I'm not even going down that, that watch my reels if you need to. The avocado um, that was yes, this big. Yes, they have these avocados that literally are. Like the size of a coconut. It's so weird. And yeah. we got the guacamole and we got a bag of chips. We sat outside and yep. we just ate guacamole and chips. It was fabulous. So Robert is here. Yeah. You've got to go yeah. to Robert yeah. is here. Yeah. And yeah, there's it's, a, it's literally like less than a mile from the winery. Yeah, so you've got to go. Awesome. Make sure it's on your stuff. It's been open for like 63 years. Yeah. It all started with Robert, who was a little boy, and he used to have his own fruit stand. He'd put a sign out and say, Robert is here. And that's where it's been for 60 and that's, years. that's where the name came from. Yeah. So I didn't know that tidbit, so that's interesting. Yeah, no, it's a really cool place. It's right by there. We also did some airboat tours and everything mm-hmm. just right down the park, right down from Robert is here is yeah. another place. It's a great location. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's going to be good. Yeah, should be lots of alligators and all kinds of good yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh, you so. always see mosquitoes, everything down there. <laughs> you always see all sorts of stuff down there. So it'll be great. So look forward to that. And if you're on our vacation races email list, you're getting the emails. If you're signed up for Soro, you'll be on that list. You'll see when those registrations open. So it's going to be a fun 2022. We're excited to kick it off at the Saguaro Half Marathon in Tucson, Arizona. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to Lyle. What's yep. your email? Lyle, L-Y-L-E, at vacationraces.com. Okay, super easy. Or if you need even easier than that, info at vacationraces.com, and our customer service will get back to you. But we're excited for 2022, guys. We will see you in Tucson. You've been listening to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. We'd love your feedback. Email podcast at vacationraces.com with comments, concerns, or stories you'd love to share. Make sure to watch for more episodes coming soon to vacationraces.com. This episode was produced by Colleen Rue in the Festival Sound Studio. For information about music licensing, contact Dane at vacationraces.com.